Hello and welcome to another little solo edition as Lauren has been off enjoying Glastonbury without me. How rude. Um, so today I wanted to address um, stress and whether stress is affecting your gains, whether it's affecting your training and your recovery. And it's really important that we do take this seriously um, and do take it into account because the more stress load we have, the less able we are to perform in other areas of our lives. So it is something that, you know, you might think, you know, you just put it to one side, but actually we do want to deal with it. So um, as a coach, my interest is, and Lauren, I will speak for as well on here, is in whole health. So with clients, we rarely ask about body weight. Um, and actually, like when you're coaching people for nutrition or offer personal training as well like it's the least thing that we're interested in so that might sound odd given that a lot of the time people we're working with um actually come to us for fat loss or with a fat loss goal or a body composition goal um but your stress levels sleep nutrient and protein intake your happiness self-awareness and daily movement are all far more beneficial to you and interesting to us um, than how much your body weighs so we've got lots of other markers of progress and scale weight as well. Um, and we'll always keep pushing you to focus on those rather than numbers. So, you know, yes, you can look at things like how are your clothes feeling um, and, um, you know, photographs of, of how you look or if you want to do measurements, etc. But I think like performance indicators, like are you able to run a little bit further than you could three weeks ago are you able to lift a little bit more than you could two weeks ago um, is your technique better um, and also as I say all of those whole life factors like sleep um, how you are with your children how you are with your partner um, how you feel in your job like are you overwhelmed all of those things actually um, are things that we can make a lot of progress on as well so I'm not saying that having a fat loss goal is a bad thing but sometimes the pressure that we put on ourselves to lose body fat can be counterproductive, especially at times of high stress or if the goal itself is overwhelming because you're thinking too much about the end goal rather than just trying to enjoy the process and, and enjoy the learning of the process. So losing body fat obviously can improve many health markers and your feelings of well-being and self-esteem, but we want to know why do you want to lose body fat? Um, and it's really important that you do know why you're doing it in the first place and that you can constantly remind yourself that it's for, you know, a bigger reason than because you think you should. Something to think about. So let's take a step back and make sure that that's the right thing for you to be doing right now. So there are many kinds of stress. Some stress is good and leads to adaptation and we need to be able to tolerate some physical and mental stress to be able to function in, a day -to in our day-to-day -day lives and get fitter and stronger. So stress you know, on its own is not bad. We need some stress. The body can tolerate more stress probably than you think and also your mindset around it affects how much you can tolerate. So I just had a little quote in here which is when we respond, recover and adapt well, stress makes us stronger. So all of those things are factors in, you know, how we respond to stress, um, how we recover from stress. And if we can adapt well, then that's a good thing. So good stress 
what is that? What do we mean by good stress? That is generally short-lived, it's infrequent, and generally it's over within minutes or hours. So you could count that as like a gym session. Um, It could be, you know, I don't know, you forget something at home and you have to rush home and get it. So like those little sort of spikes in stress, that's fine. Like we can get over it. We go, oh, that was a little bit stressful, but I'm done with it now. Yeah, we we can move on and maybe you can have a laugh about it later on. Um, It should give you positive outcomes. So yeah, think about your gym workouts. You might feel out of breath. You might feel sick. You might be in muscular pain during the workouts. But the outcome is that you get better cardiovascular health and you get better muscle strength and you get a better tolerance for those kind of higher stress workouts. Increased heart rate, blood pressure and inflammation are all fine in small doses. But if I told you that that's what was going to happen to you before you exercise, you probably wouldn't want to do it. (laughs) Uh, In small doses, absolutely fine. In the long term, all would be detrimental to overall health. So, you know, we are always told about, you know, trying to reduce blood pressure and trying to reduce inflammation and trying to have a healthy heart rate and all of those things. And, you know, that is something that is like more over the long term. In small doses, fine. Bad stress. Bad stress lasts a long time, so it's more chronic. It can be depressing and demoralising. It demotivates us and leaves us feeling worse than we were before. So this can also be cumulative. So you might not even notice that it's kind of creeping up on you. Um, but you know, if you've got sort of a sense of dread every time Monday comes round, it's we need to be sort of thinking about why that is and where that's coming from. So stress um, has an impact on the body, and it leads us to breaking down tissue, um, including muscle. Which I know, you know, if you're here for it, you're here for the muscle gains. You're here for the lean mass. Um, it also compromises our immune system. So that's when you will find yourself getting poorly more frequently or you know when um say teachers for example um I've known people who who are teachers and coach people who are teachers and you know the the amount of people who sort of be pushing through pushing through pushing through during term um and exam times and things like that and then it gets to the school holidays and all of a sudden they come down with a cold and then it's a stomach bug etc and it's it's you know that effect then on the immune system thereafter um it also degrades performance and recovery and leaves us feeling pretty fatigued so if you're going to the gym or even at work again you know your performance performance, your concentration, um, your ability to sort of cope with a nine hour day, all of those things, um, stress is really, you know, it's not good for and it's just adding to, um, you know, if you're unhappy in your job, like that's going to have a really crappy um, impact on it. Um, and also, yeah, workouts, um, family life and um, jobs um, can, you know, if you're, if you're finishing things feeling really tired um exhausted and that's every day and every week for months and months and months you can see how that really will start to take its toll so we um use the term allostatic load and that is the term given to cumulative stress so this is how many different stresses we are dealing with at, at any given time in our lives and i think for most of us if you actually sat down and wrote down how many things are affecting you at the minute and affecting your mood and how many things you've got to do in a day, 
um how many things you've got to do in a month um you know all the things that you've got to fit in and that includes rushing kids backwards and forwards to various different hobbies and getting healthy meals on the table and even just down to you know preparing making sure that you've actually got food in your cupboards to begin with and then trying to fit in a walk or trying to fit in a workout or you know get hit a deadline or write school reports like whatever it is that you're doing um these are all, all adding to your stress load and it can also be things like not feeling supported um it can be you know feelings of sort of um anger towards maybe um a partner or family member or feelings of upset like if you've had a fallout with a friend like all of those things actually really do add to your allostatic load so if you do have a lot of things that are going on at the minute from various different parts of your life how you deal with it is critical now this is not to say like just toughen up and crack on with it um, this is not a keep calm and carry on situation, but it's also that you have that growth mindset. And the more that you can have a mindset of um, looking at things with uh, proactivity, the better. So um, we want our attitude to be good and we want our out- outlook to be positive. Um, so that is to say, you know, right, OK, my stress load is high what can I do about it? Like, what are things am I actually dealing with? And where can I make some changes? Rather than going, oh, I'm really stressed. And just repeating that mantra to yourself. Because if you're saying to yourself, I'm really stressed, I'm really stressed, I'm really stressed, what's going to happen? You're going to feel more stressed. (laughs) And you're actually not doing anything about it to to make that change. Um, Somebody shared a post the other day on uh, social media, which was... um, pretty appropriate actually (laughs) and it was basically like if you don't like where you are then move you're not a tree (laughs) I thought it's so simple yeah we're not we we are able to change things Uh, we don't have to stay stuck in the mud as it were so high stress um also can affect um fat loss it can affect your cortisol levels um they're obviously higher um, which then can decrease your appetite in some people and increase it in others. So again, when we're looking at you know people who are we're working with who might have that fat loss goal, having high stress is going to affect that. So having high stress and a fat loss goal is that going to work for you at the minute? Like there's only you can answer that. So your ability to cope with stress and whether you are a stress eater or a stress faster will dictate your energy balance. Okay. So obviously if you're sort of in maintenance or you're not really worried about or or bothered about or um, having a goal of fat loss at the minute, then maybe that's not going to affect you so much. But for people who again, we're working with who generally do want to recomposition or they have a fat loss goal, this is going to be a factor in it's even more so something that we want to be addressing and looking at and dealing with week to week and trying to improve. So we also have innate reactions to stress, which is um, you'll probably have heard of fight or flight. Um, And then that goes into freeze faint. And that's the changeover from our sympathetic nervous system, our SNS, you might have heard a bit um, acronym, um, and to the parasympathetic 
it's parasympathetic nervous system, the PNS, okay, and that activates that changeover from fight or flight into freeze faint. Um, our gut brain and gut hormone axes are also affected, which in turn affects hormonal signaling. Disrupted hormonal signaling can lead to poor digestion, lethargy, loss of your period and cycle disruption. So you're finding, you know, that some, you know, you've had quite a good consistent 26 day cycle and then all of a sudden it's 31 days. That would be a little bit of an alarm bell or, you know, you miss a period one month and then it's really long the next and then it's 20 days the other. I mean, we're talking about, you know, again, our general client that might be to do with menopause as well, but you find that when you are at that age, over 35 plus, you also have a higher stress load. So all of these things play into each other and it's not like one thing is independent of another. Our bodies are like really symbiotic. Like there's a lot of relationships that go on from one system to another that all impact upon each other. So really what we want is, as I said in the beginning, we're referring to that whole health and looking at you being as healthy and happy and balanced as possible. So um, disrupted hormonal signaling then, as I said, leads to poor digestion, lethargy, loss of periods, cycle disruption, low sex, sex drive, disruption to your thyroid production, which then leads on to metabolic adaptation. Um, activity being slowed down um, and poor sleep wake cycles which nobody wants when we're stressed out like all over the shop trying to do our best day to day and then we can't sleep fantastic like thanks life um so you can see how like you might just be like oh it's stress lol i'll just you know shelve it well no, because all of these things are then acting like dominoes, one into the next, into the next, into the next. And all of a sudden you've got a chronic stress situation, which, again, nobody wants. So going on from that, poor sleep. Yep. So if you have poor sleep wake cycles, um, so, you, you know, you might be waking up in the uh, sort of early hours of the morning, two, three o'clock with that existential dread of, um, you know, memories from the past or thinking that you've offended somebody that you haven't or all of a sudden if something comes to you that you haven't done and you can't get back to sleep like that's yeah not really where we want to be at all um so that poor sleep is known to affect the hunger and satisfaction hormones ghrelin and leptin so ghrelin remember is the one that drives the hunger and leptin is the one that tells us when we've had enough to eat so if they get out of whack then we have changes in appetite and we often make poorer food choices so night shift workers are sort of going for more high sugar high carbohydrate higher processed foods you'll often find that if you've had a poor night's sleep that's what you want to go to because it's the it's the body's preferred source of energy carbohydrates and I'm no way demonizing carbohydrates at all they are the body's preferred energy source because they're the easiest for it to break down um and so it's understandable that when we're tired um and when we're stressed and we've had poor sleep it's the easiest thing for us to get hold of they are generally abundant wherever we are it's something we can grab quite quickly we know we're going to enjoy it it's going to give us that reward um dopamine response especially if it's higher sugar it's also going to give our brain some energy. So you get that like peak of like, oh, now I can concentrate, you know, now I can get on with my work. Now I feel a little bit better. But in doing that, then we get the drop. So 
you know, it's the effect then on blood sugar levels, insulin, um, and, and how that affects then our mood um, and energy levels. So it's not great, is it? If you're feeling like you're spinning a lot of plates right now, we really need to take this into consideration and practice some self-kindness and putting yourself in the driver's seat rather than feeling like your goals are dictating your actions and then you end up resenting the process. So if you're a high-stress person and then you're trying to get to the gym and you're trying to get all your healthy meals in and you're trying to meal prep and you're making things really complicated for yourself, there's got to be some changes. Like something has got to give. One of those plates is going to get dropped. So it's up to you really, you know, which one of those. Can we take one off um, before it falls to the floor and smashes into a thousand pieces? You know, we're, we're trying to have some bit of dam- damage limitation here. So if focusing on fat loss is stressful, it might be that you just need to take the emphasis off it and move towards doing the actions and behaviours for other reasons. So regardless of fat loss, we still want to get our protein in at each meal. Um, We still want to eat a wide variety of colours and fibre sources. We still want some healthy fats. Um, We still want to get daily movement in, preferably outside, because being out in a lovely blue sky and green trees and fresh air and nature is really good for us on a really, again, innate level. We still want to get good sleep. We still want to have good sleep for fixing up stronger. So, you know, most of your growth um, and cell turnover is done overnight. So, you know, it's really important that we prioritise our sleep and rest if we have goals of body recomposition, maintaining lean mass as we age, uh, maintaining healthy bones as we age. All of these things are considerations um, and they should be considerations from much younger than they actually are. But when we're in my 20s, we feel like we're invincible, don't we? No, now I'll never be affected by that. I'll never be, you know, have weak bones or I'll never not be able to do a box jump, etc. Like, you know, we take it for granted, but I think as we get over 40 we start really seeing that as a priority of you know we want to maintain as much as we can um we also still want to feel energetic and have good digestion you want to be able to play with your kids you want to be able to go out with your friends you want to you know play football or play you know tennis with your mates or paddle or whatever it is that your chosen sport is um you know you we want to be thriving not surviving So all of these things will actually help keep us feeling energised. If we do all the actions, if we get our protein and our nutrients in and we do our movement and get our sleep in, stay hydrated, all of these things are going to improve our recovery, increase our ability to cope, give us mental clarity, make us feel like we've had time for us. And then, you know, it's that old thing of, um, you know, another quote, you can't serve from an empty cup, like you really need to be looking after yourself so that you can give people around you the best version of you. So five things that make stress, uh, sorry, five ways that stress makes fat loss harder. One, it intensifies hunger and cravings. And you probably would notice that. It also is that thing of a distraction. So if we're feeling stressed, um, it's often a nice thing to do to go and get some food and distract ourselves from why we feel stressed or actually taking action to do something about it. And you are not a bad person if you have a slice of cake when you're stressed out, right? That is probably a lot more common than you think it is. And beating yourself up about it won't help. 
Um, the cravings, again, as I've alluded to earlier, are to do with that quick carbohydrate sources, um, energy foods, which feed brain and body. Um, so stress slows your metabolism and suppresses your thyroid production. Number three, it drains your energy and then you feel too tired to work out and then you feel bad that you've not worked out and it just goes on again, that downward spiral. Stress interferes with sleep. And number five, it makes it difficult to keep your long-term goals in the front of your mind. So coming back to the beginning where I said, you know, you need to know your why. We need to know why we're here. We need to know what we're doing it for, because if we don't, then I would be questioning, you know, do you really need to be doing, um, having a fat loss goal or working towards that? And can you just focus on enjoying you know, looking after yourself and respecting yourself and treating yourself with a bit of love and nurture. So adding more fuel to the fire in terms of placing more pressure on yourself is counterproductive. Think about why you're doing all the things you're doing and whether they're helping or hindering your whole health. You are going to pressure yourself to go to the gym five days a week when three would be absolutely fine. Maybe you have no downtime when you know, at least one day a week, you could give yourself some headspace. We put pressure on ourselves to do everything at work when actually you could probably delegate and reduce your own workload. You might find family time is not enjoyable because you're constantly thinking about what you should or could be doing instead, especially if you've got teenagers (laughs) or toddlers. And sometimes that time is not fun. Um, And you kind of, you know, you're doing it for them, not for you. Um, And then it leads to feeling guilty and, you know, um, feeling like a bad parent. And that's not nice either. Um, Maybe you're the kind of person who takes on other people's life stresses when you could be using that energy for yourself. Um, And if you do have high stress, adding to it with other people's dramas is not a good idea. You could be the kind of person who forces yourself to do high intensity workouts when a walk outside in the fresh air would be far more beneficial. I can guarantee you, you're probably doing more than you need to and you can take some of your stress load off and make more time for you. And that is calm time, downtime, chill time, relaxing, doing things that make you feel good. So at the end of the day, we are here for a fulfilling and enjoyable life. And if there are things in there that are not serving you, how can you reduce or remove them? So we use something called the sphere of control, um, which if you if anybody wants, um, I'll try and attach it. I'm not the most technical of people, I have to say, but I'll try and attach it to the podcast notes. But if you want it, you can always message me um, if you need help with this um, and I'll gladly send you an email through. So basically the sphere of control is three circles, okay? And the smallest circle is what we have total control over. The next large largest circle is what we have some control over and the third circle is what we have no control over. So there are a lot more things that we have no control over than in that small circle of total control, the things that we have absolute control over. And the questions on the sphere of control worksheet are, what in your life do you have total control over? What do you have some control over? And what do you have no control over? And then it's a case of working through that and going, okay, this puts things into perspective and I can see where 
I should be, or, you know, where I'm spending my energy that I don't need to, or where I can focus my energy. So here are a few things that you can try to reduce um, your life stress and help you move forward positively. So try a stress audit and the sphere of control is a really good place to start. Write down the things that are causing you the most stress at the minute. So these might be things that you haven't even thought of, like scrolling on social media, the old doom scroll, watching the news, which can be pretty upsetting at times um, and depressing. Um, the increasing cost of living, the effect on household bills, you know, our shopping bills going up every week and then there's school trips and all the rest of the stuff that, you know, you don't account for particularly. Um, again, if you're teenagers, who have always got their hands out. Um, your children's end of year exams, uh, even cat tests and trying to get them to revise and it, like all of these things add to our stress and especially if your children you know um are either end of the spectrum of say really not giving a crap about how they do and that's quite infuriating for you and they're not revising or they're really conscientious and they're putting a lot of pressure on themselves to do really really well like that both of those take their toll and it's stressful as it is if your child is you know down the middle of that as well So once you've written all your stress factors down, put them in terms of importance. So what can you reduce or remove? Um, Again, coming back to the sphere of control, like have a look at it and say to yourself, like, right, I'm going to focus on this area and I'm going to look less at that. In fact, I'm not even going to bother with it at all because I don't need to. And I can take that away immediately. Um, Going out for a walk with friends. Um, and, and as I say, outside walking and fresh air and laughter and a, you know, a nice iced latte or something like that is so good for the soul. It really is. Um, you know, even just taking your dog for a walk or going by yourself and listening to the birds. I know it sounds naff, but honestly, like it does just puts things into perspective um, and just really helps to get some fresh air. Um, getting more sunlight first thing on a morning as well um, is really good. What we want really is for the, our stress as we wake should be quite high on a morning um, and it should reduce as the day goes on. So getting that stimulation in first thing in the morning, getting some sunlight in your eyes, getting some fresh air, all all the sort of actions, like using that stress zone for a bit more activity um, and then trying to take that stress down as the day goes on. So it should sort of be peaking and then it should be gently coming down as the day goes on. And that's where we want to be sort of lowering our light on an evening, lowering our movement, bringing the heart rate down, slowing down our breathing, reducing technology all of those things that we probably all know we should be doing, but actually don't. Um, Eat more slowly and mindfully, which will aid digestion and the absorption of nutrients. Consider reducing your inflammatory foods like alcohol, sugar and caffeine. So this is supposed to be, and I keep veering off path, but a list of things that you can do to reduce your um, or remove your stress load. So going for a walk, getting more sunlight, eating slowly and mindfully, keeping a good daily routine. So if you can go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time every night, every night and day, um, and then having, you know, being quite organised through the day of having your meals at certain times, trying to get your walking at certain times, getting your work done by a certain time, I'm having a switch off um, of social media, say by seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night um, and deciding you're going to read instead. So keep a good daily routine. 
get as organised as you can so that you're not rushing around and feeling underprepared. Like simple things like getting your clothes ready the night before. That has been a major game changer for me. Like getting my food ready for the next morning, preparing my oats, like making sure that you've got things so that you start the day off on a really positive note is so helpful. Um, It's just knowing what you do and how, like giving yourself enough time that you're not putting that stress on yourself where it's already cortisol is high on a morning anyway um and also getting your kids if you've got kids um get them to get organized get them to get their uniforms ready get them to get their books ready make sure you've agreed something that they're going to have for breakfast all all of those things can really really help um so practice uh slower exercise more as well so things like yoga pilates and meditation and walking more walking they're all great karmas for the central nervous system uh check your environment your work colleagues friends and family members can all play a role in adding or reducing your stress levels ask for help delegate this is at home as well like if you're getting resentful that you're always the one who has to load the washing machine or take the recycling out or whatever like speak to your partner say you know I feel like this is something that I always do could we do it so that you know we do it alternate times or you know I do this job on Mondays Wednesdays and Fridays and you do it the other days of the week like generally you'll find your partner is like open and happy to help but if you don't ask you don't get you can't just sit there seething about it and and (laughs) and they're wondering what the hell's going on so delegate have calm conversations like have this discussion when it's not like in the front of your mind um where you're going to end up having a massive argument about it communicate your worries and feelings with people um and just talking about it sometimes can help again more than you think um i'm going to use another one a problem shared is a problem halved and my husband doesn't agree with me on that. <laughs> so um, another one, have a look at the dialing up and dialing down um, situation. So I use this with um, sort of behaviours around fat loss as well. So we, we say, you know, rather than thinking you're on or off a diet or you, you know, you've fallen off the wagon and all of that sort of stuff, what we try and uh, encourage is the thought about dialing things up or dialing things down and it's absolutely fine to do both so you dial things up when you feel more motivated and more positive and you're more able you've got more time on your hands and you might dial things down on holiday for example or in the school holidays or when you're feeling a little bit low or demotivated so it doesn't need to be all or nothing um we want to have little actions that we can repeat over time for the long-term good of our health so think about what can you do this week most of all final tip be kind and patient with yourself we are not paid athletes there are no rewards for being in as small a body as possible and we are people who want to be the best versions of ourselves and we deserve to take up space in this world so take your time to just work through those things um have a little think about what causes you the most stress and what things you can immediately reduce if possible, or, you know, in the short term. So it might be a month from now, you might be able to change a job role, you might be able to have a word with your manager about, you know, how much work load you're getting. Um, And that might be something that can be adjusted. But as I said, you don't, even at work or at home, you don't ask if you don't get, and we need to 
communicate rather than just plowing on through and being a martyr about it sometimes you just need to have a little word with yourself and take matters into your own hands um to make the change remember you are not a tree you're not rooted to the ground and you can move have a good week gang thank you very much for listening